that I'm okay. I'm with a friend. We're recording an episode of Two Words Podcast, and I'm just going to have to call her back later because I don't have time because we're doing the Two Words Podcast. Somebody call my mama. I kind of miss that. I love, you know, that was used for like five different wrestlers. Really? It only, but it like only really took off with Brodus Clay for a while. Like the the theme song or that? That, that theme song, that, yeah. Okay. That theme song, You Better Call My Mama. It was tried yeah. on four different people before. Really? Well, okay, no, no, no. Three different people before, and then Kofi, or not, um, Xavier Woods had it for a very brief period of time uh, after Brodus Clay. Okay. That was part of the storyline with Brodus Clay, I remember. But anyway. I, I kind of miss it. Five wrestlers. Have you ever heard <clears throat> the story of his WrestleMania moment? How John Cena gave him a WrestleMania moment? No. Um, uh, John Cena, uh, they were he was gonna have like I don't know what he was gonna do, but they were like Brodus Clay, we're gonna have to cut your segment because we have we have to cut something right now. Um, and John Cena, I think John Cena was fighting The Rock that year Mm -hmm. and um they were like they were in gorilla and they were like we're gonna have to cut your segment and all of a sudden john cena goes i really have to go to the bathroom (laughs) and they're like what and he's like yeah i gotta go to the bathroom and i normally go to the bathroom for what like six minutes and Rose Clay's like, yeah i can do six minutes he's like yeah i'm gonna be in the bathroom for the next six minutes <laughs> and that is that is what that is what happened but that is beautiful yeah well welcome everybody to the two words podcast. i shocked you didn't i scared you are here it's that's that shock wrestling that's the vince russo's always talking about <laughs> welcome everyone to the two words podcast my name is john and with me as always he is the royalist of rumblers. <laughs> he is Radio Matt. Yo, yo. What's happening this week, man? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's been a rough week. <laughs> I think for all of us. It's been a, been a rough week at the, at the old homestead. At the Coker home, but yeah. uh, I'm glad... Uh, I'm glad everything is... Everything's good. Slightly moving back towards normality form form of normalcy form of normalcy um uh, but really for us there is no such thing as actual normalcy (laughs) normalcy so you know uh today we have a uh really majorly fun show because we uh we talked about minor titles last week we're moving on to major titles two weeks ago ago. (laughs) i don't know when the last time i talked i've I've done a lot of bi-weekly podcast it's a bi bi See, that's the problem, though, is that bi-weekly could mean every other week and also twice a week. That's true. It's bi-monthly. So how do we decide? (laughs) (laughs) 
twice monthly podcast. The twice monthly podcast. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about the major titles and kind of what we think about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be a fun conversation. We are also going to be fantasy booking our very own Forbidden Door pay-per-view. <laughs> Which I think will be a lot of fun. Um, That was your idea. I'll give you credit for that one. Uh, But first, uh, hey, yo, Edge has given a pretty definitive answer on the retirement question. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of weeks ago on Raw, uh, he was in front of his hometown crowd of Toronto. uh, And uh, after Raw went off air, he grabbed a microphone and said, uh, so next August, I plan on seeing each and every one of you. And in a perfect world, we'll all say goodbye to each other that night. Hey, that's okay, man. This is the place for me to do it. I mean this when I say it. I love you. Love all of you. And I think that like that would be, I want him to ride off into the sunset. Right. Let's, let's go into a year knowing it's the last, it's like when a TV show that's been going on for a long time knows that, okay, this is our last season. Yeah. Let's go out with a bang and not just ride out until we get canceled. Yeah. It's the same kind of situation with, with wrestlers. If you're towards the end of your career and you know it, you know, book one final year. Do one final awesome yeah. year of wrestling and then wrap it up. And with Edge, you can really do like a lot of very good stuff in a year. Absolutely. Um, so I expect it. You <laughs> better not mess this up. Because, um, you know, he did. And I almost I almost wonder if he should be allowed to win this retirement match. You know, and that, because that kinda, that's kind of been the way things have been going. He's already lost one retirement match. Right. Where he was forced out. That's true. Um, and that's, I think just in a perfect world, if anybody else gets to win their retirement match, I think Edge should get that. It's becoming more and more common. Yeah. It's happened a, a handful of times now. Yeah. The most notable one being The Undertaker. But that was kind of a... I don't know how, yeah. how much of a match that counts. It was a did did uh, did Triple H thing. win his retirement match, which was in like Saudi Arabia in a tag match? Did they like, win or lose? I don't he was, remember. If he they was. Won I think he lost. was wrestling like. Uh, um, it was him and Shawn Michaels versus Taker and Kane, wasn't it? No, is that not was, what you're talking this about? This was this was like a house show in Saudi Arabia, oh. and he wrestled like Shinsuke Nakamura. He was on a tag team against Shinsuke Nakamura and somebody else. Oh goodness! Yeah, it was a very weird uh, last match, but uh, no, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that'll be good. Hey yo, <clears throat> got some Clash at the Castle rumor roundup here for you. Oh, I'm so very excited for that. Yeah, got three rumors. Rumor numero uner, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns might be dropping the titles to Drew McIntyre. Both titles. Both titles. Uh, if it were to ever happen, I think it would happen across the pond. If Drew were to. Fair enough. To, In Wales, yeah, I can I can get it. Uh, secondly, Tyson Fury might be making his return to WWE at this event for the first time since I think twenty nineteen. Something like that. 2017, maybe? While wow, It's been a while. Um, but he's already been spotted in, I think, Cardiff, around okay. the area. Okay. 
Um, so that rumor is still flying. I just found it very interesting that um, he's still allowed to be called the Gypsy King right. when we've really tried to cancel <laughs> the word Gypsy. Right. And lastly, and this is the big one, and this still might be just a rumor, but ties back into that main title picture. Rumor has it Bray Wyatt will be making his comeback during the main event at Clash at the Castle. The prevailing theory is that theory will cash in <laughs> during the match, turning this into a triple threat match, which automatically makes the match a no disqualification match. And this opens the door for Wyatt to interfere, giving a possible pathway to the aforementioned title change without making Roman appear to lose cleanly or fairly. I'm okay with that because you really do need to have a way for for uh, Roman Reigns to lose mm-hmm. unfairly. And to, and to get him off of TV for a while because I think yeah. that's the plan. Once he loses the title, he's going to take a break. He's going to go kind of part-time, give him a couple months off to regroup and come back. It wouldn't have to start a feud with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt could then start his next thing. But uh, I don't know what version of Bray Wyatt we'd be talking about. And it could all go out the window tomorrow and it just be another one of these fake rumors. But I've seen this one in more yeah. of the more competent rumor mills and yeah. dirt sheets than I've seen elsewhere. Well, speaking of the rumor mills, hey, yo, did you see that today... Uh, it was rumored, confirmed by Pro Wrestling Insider that Braun Strowman will be appearing on next Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, after since his absence, uh, after being exited from the company, uh, what was that? Twenty twenty. I don't think it was that. I think it was last year, wasn't it? Okay. Um, he wasn't one of the first ones. No, he wasn't one of the first ones. Um, he has been he has been working uh, with Ring of Honor. Uh, mm-hmm. He's done a little bit. I think he did something on Impact. Mm-hmm. And then he has also been uh, working with EC3's new company, um, Control Your oh, Narrative. Control Your Narrative, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> which it's it's funny to me because Control Your Narrative was really based on. EC3, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross, And all three of those guys were like, oh, forget the WWE. You know, they <laughs> suck and we hate them. And then Triple H is in charge. It's like, we would love our jobs back, <laughs> if you don't mind. And EC3 is just sitting there, just like, eh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I guess um, nothing. I've heard that Braun Strowman's still in fantastic shape. He looks fantastic. But you that, checked his Instagram? Not lately. No. Oh. <laughs> but also that... Uh, he likely won't be coming back like in a full time capacity because he's not really interested in a full time capacity. Yeah. He's enjoying being able to uh, have time to himself and with his family and stuff. And so we might see him for a few months and then not. And then a few months. It might also be a semi um, part timer role. But I'm all for it. I love Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's a fun character. Uh, he's only gotten better as a wrestler and on the mic in the last few years. So I'm for it. Hey, yo. NXT is bringing back Halloween Havoc next month. Whoop. This is always a fun event, sporting the wheel of Havoc. 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 Havocus. That adds stipulations to the matches all night. Um 
that's it's that's one of those. Did they do that specific gimmick with the WCW Halloween Havoc? Did it have the spinning wheel with stipulations? I feel like it did, but not not initially. I feel like they added that. Yeah. The end, because there were like standard matches, right? And they, I think there might, there still probably are going to be a couple standard matches, but it's always fun. Um, uh, hey yo, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I've, I, um, I lost where my notes were. Uh, Fightful Select was able to confirm that Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler were not slated to be a part of the first version of the AEW Fight Forever game. Um, uh, advised, they have advised sources that connected to the game uh, wouldn't confirm how far into the game they were still being concluded into the process of making the game, Yeah. Um, but they are officially apparently not a part of the game, which I think is very strange. It's booty. Because, like... Their whole thing, their whole thing was, we need to go over to AEW to get pushed. Right. And now they're not even in the game. They're just not getting, they're just not getting breaks at all as a tag team, no yeah. matter where they go. And I think a big thing, there's reasons they're upset about it, is because that comes with like pay bonuses. Oh yeah, it comes with royalties. And mm-hmm. like, well, well, we want monies. <laughs> We'd like it to make it a money. <laughs> We'd like it to money. <laughs> That's exactly how they sound. Uh, hey yo, my last one is not so much news, just a reminder that a big weekend of wrestling ahead: Clash of the Castle Saturday. AEW All Out and NXT Worlds Collide on Sunday. All Out is this weekend? Yeah, bro. Gosh. So much. That's a big weekend. They're they're really building up NXT Worlds Collide as well. They're trying to run the entire length of All Out. Oh, of course they are. And so they're, yeah. They're, and from early, early looks at the card and what they've been building, uh, a lot of people are thinking this might be the best NXT-themed yeah. pay-per-view in years so yeah. i'm excited for that i'm excited for what all out brings all out is always a good time all out and double or nothing always good Here, here's the thing if nxt puts together a good card mm-hmm. to go up against the all out card and i will admit that i do not know what the all out card looks like but and i don't know what the world's collide card looks like yeah i don't really know either. um but if they put together an interesting enough card that's like hey i can watch nxt worlds collide for the five dollars a month i'm already playing in peacock right or i can pay sixty dollars for all out yeah that's their one real killer right now with these yeah it's, these head it's to a head problem bouts. for them mm-hmm. um and they'd be they'd be making a good decision if they got with TNT and was like, we need a streaming service. <laughs> TNT needs its own streaming service. So All Out's got John Moxley versus CM Punk's rematch. Okay. It's got the finals of the trios championship with the Elite versus the Dark Order. Or the best friends. I'm not sure which one. It says or. I was wondering if there's a match earlier in the night. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. World Tag Team Championship Swerve in Our Glory versus the Acclaimed. Casino Ladder Match. It's always fun. Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS Championship. 
House of Black versus Darby, Allen, Sting, and Miro. That's a very odd tag That's a weird team right there. (laughs) And I'm here too. (laughs) A few others. Um, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho looks like. Uh, Interim Women's World Championship four-way battle here. But uh, yeah, that looks like a pretty good card too. Huh? It's gonna be good. it's gonna be a lot of wrestling. Yeah, a lot of wrestling to catch up on. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, my last hey yo, uh, we'll close it out with this, and this kind of leads into some ideas I have for our next segment. But um, there is a rumor that AEW's chief legal officer, Mega Perek. Perfect. I don't know. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sent an email to Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan warning them not to tamper with their talent. Mm. Which, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> Your entire company is built <clears throat> on the concept of tampering with other people's yeah. talent. I think this there was a specific thing though that they did with Chris Jericho that they weren't supposed to do. Oh. Like there was a specific thing that that is I don't know if it's legally uh, looked down or legally a problem or if it's just like heavily looked down upon. Mm. Uh but yeah, like they were they were they were really trying to convince Chris Jericho to break his contract and come to WWE. Ah oh, man. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Uh almost as crazy as our next segment, which will be our fantasy booking. So when we come back, we're gonna get fantastical. Keep it here. in Nerd History, HBK returns. When the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels left wrestling in 1998, he thought it was for good. He had major back problems and a terrible drug addiction. But in the next few years, Shawn found Christ, found sobriety, and found healing. Feeling like he had one more match in him and a long-term storyline to finish up, he was brought back to WWE TV to confront his former partner, Gone Rogue, Triple H. HBK was not a signed wrestler. He had no merch in the store anymore. He came out in a Caruso t-shirt that said, Saved One, on the back, and he came to stand up to Triple H on behalf of everyone who had been taken advantage of by him, in the storyline, that is. This led to what was to be a one-off match at SummerSlam on August 25th, 2002. It was billed as an unsanctioned street fight, and because even HBK believed this was truly a one-night thing, they left it all on the battlefield. There wasn't anything left to be desired. There was something in this match for everyone. Every style, every emotion, and every possible weapon was featured. The ending was dramatic, with Michaels getting the win and celebrating his triumph. It was a proud moment, and HBK made sure he helped make the monster heel Triple H even more despised by the fans. Vicious blows with a sledgehammer would interrupt Sean's celebration, including a brutal shot to the back, which, as you recall, was one of the reasons Sean left the game to begin with. This was intended to write Sean back off TV, give him a victory send-off while still putting Triple H over in the end. But once it was over and done with, Sean realized he wanted another run, and he returned just three months later, winning the WWE 
WWE Championship at the first ever Elimination Chamber match. The unsanctioned street fight at SummerSlam 2002 was a monster of a match, lasting over 30 minutes and exhausting the fans with all that was crammed into it. And it was so well received that it overshadowed the main event next on the card, Brock Lesnar versus The Rock, which was The Rock's final match for a long time as his Hollywood career was picking up. It's a shame. HBK would go on to have the run of his life over the next several years, with hardly a bad match to be found, culminating in a two-WrestleMania battle with The Undertaker that finally put a cap on his career, and he never wrestled again. Do not Google Crown Jewel 2018. Don't do it. He never wrestled again. Do you hear me? Never again. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we were discussing the idea of a um, of the Forbidden Door and the idea of maybe a Forbidden Door AEW versus WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt had this wonderful idea, um, as he does on many occasions, to uh, to fantasy book a a uh, yes you Matt Me? you what? Matt you did it. So proud of you. <laughs> you have no idea how high you can fly. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking. Of, uh, was it in the mist or the mitts? Which one were the gorillas in? <laughs> the gorillas. Uh, cut that. Oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, Matt had a great idea. We are going to fantasy book. Mm-hmm. AEW versus WWE. Now, I, I mentioned earlier about an email sent from the chief legal officer. Um, whose name I butchered, um, warning WWE uh, officials not to tamper with AEW talent. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that would really provide a great doorway, a great like pushing of the forbidden door to open up. Um, Maybe for like a a short storyline here. Mm. Um, But we didn't really put any... Um, stipulations <laughs> no. on this fantasy booking. No. Uh, so we just threw a bunch of matches together that I think would be really, really great <laughs> that I would love to see. My booking is a lot closer to like a like it's a, like a revenge pay per view. Oh, okay. Um, so I have a lot of like matchups that make sense because of the former relationship that a lot of these wrestlers I have, have. I have some of that. So, um, uh, but my first matches, uh, I, ta- I did some tag matches. Are we building from the bottom up? Yeah. I'm going to give my, 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 you know, lesser great matches. Okay. Um, I need a free birds rule, uh, tag match. Um, the gun club versus new day. <laughs> um, I think that the New Day could have a lot of fun with the Gun Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Billy Gunn could have a lot of fun with New Day. Uh, and I just I just kind of want to see that. Um, and then my other tag match would be the Usos versus the Young Bucks. I just think this is your two top tag teams, um, like the premier tag teams in both, uh, both companies. They got to fight each other. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I only have one tag team, and it was a mixture of yours. I have Young Ver- Bucks versus the current version of New Day. Yes. Sam also, Biggie. yes. Also, um, my I did not take injuries into account. Me neither. In this perfect world, I just Biggie consider, Langston is I not having a neck injury. Biggie's out. I don't. I don't I, consider him I as an in, in wrestler anymore. I get it. I get it. Be gone. Um, I have some ladies matches. Um, I want to see Thunder Rosa versus Becky Lynch. Ooh, okay. Um, because Thunder Rosa's champion right now, right? I believe so. Yeah, Thunder Rosa and I do a champion on champion match. Um, I think their styles mix really well. I think they can both have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and I just I just love seeing the sugar skull painting. Like I just love that whole that whole get up. Uh, and then Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargyle. Um, both just unbelievably strong women um, who are just it's it's almost like an ab match. <laughs> Two women, 13 abs. <laughs> That's why they call it a double A match. <laughs> All abs. Um, uh, and then I also have a women's tag match. Um, Ruby Soho and Anna Conte uh, versus Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. I just want to see. Because I think that I think yeah. that they could approach it in a very fun way. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to wrestle because we know each other. It'll be yeah. fun. Um, I want to. I definitely want to see that. And none of those women are, you know, taller than like five foot four. So. Right. <laughs> uh, I've got Sasha Banks going up against Thunder Rosa. Okay. Uh, I feel very similar to the way you would. I feel like their styles would mesh very well. Um. Then I've got Battle of the BBs. I got Britt Baker versus Bianca Belair. Okay. Uh, Britt Baker, I don't think, is as athletic as Bianca Belair, but she also fights dirty. Yeah. Uh, I really feel like that would be a really good uh, matchup. Yeah. Uh, Entertaining in that in that vein anyway yeah. and i originally had Britt baker versus becky lynch uh, that would because, be good too. because i don't think that becky lynch has a problem uh making Britt baker bleed <laughs> and Britt baker loves to bleed right um she's like a female rick flair <laughs> she's just always gonna bleed all over everything <laughs> um now i'm gonna get into some of my more controversial uh bookings okay, okay. because um I know that this is not necessarily the match we've talked about wanting to see, but uh, I want the Miz versus Brian Danielson. Okay, absolutely. Because because of the talking smack segment, mm-hmm. I think there needs to be. I, I think we all wanted there to be some sort of closure from that moment because it. Did we really, never get any closure? With I don't think we did. Mm. And if we did, because I think it really was just a bunch of the Miz taunting Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan wasn't able to wrestle for another like right. year after that. Right. Um, so I want to see kind of, you know, like I kind of want an unfinished business thing going on. Yeah. Um, I know that we all wanted to see the Miz versus MJF. Um I, I just I think that too, I think style first of all it's it's too clever by a half. It's right. It's too weird. But it's <laughs> I think that it's it's a good match until they get into the ring. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like mirror versions of the same person. Yeah. Uh it'd be awkward. I would rather go with like KO versus MJF. I'd love to see Kevin Owens versus MJF. A, I think that would be phenomenal. Oh, that would be so much fun. <laughs> 
that would that would have a that would really have a feel of you know an anti-hero stone cold versus a you know a face a or, i mean not i'm not, not a face versus like the rock like yeah a, a bad oh yeah just a straight up heel that's a really good that would match. have a good that would have a good feel to it um i have a couple that are i couldn't decide the opponent like yeah. i knew the starting person but i couldn't decide who i wanted to go against so i got seth rollins versus orange cassidy okay or hangman adam page Okay. I can't pick which one I think would be both more entertaining and more uh, just fun. Yeah, I, I think that they'd both be fun. I think that Seth Rollins would have a lot of fun with Orange Cassidy. Absolutely, especially because given think, what we've been seeing. With yeah, I think that Riddle. Seth Rollins is such like an eccentric character right now, mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy is obviously not. That's his thing. <laughs> um yeah, no, that's a, that's a that's a fun match. I actually have Hangman Adam Page going against AJ Styles. Okay, I think looks wise they look good together in the ring. Um, and that's a weird. I know that's a weird thing to say, but there's like something about the the visual <laughs> that I just need. I need this. Um, don't I, take this away from me. I just well, it's just like there's some matches they just don't look right. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, like anything so, almost is in. Yeah, pretty much anything almost <laughs> is in. Uh, just doesn't just doesn't look right. Um, even when he's there by himself. Um, yeah, I, I want to see Adam Page and AJ Styles. I think that they could put together a really good clean program. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a lot of good wrestling and a lot of good storytelling. And yeah, no, it's it's that's that to me is a slam dunk. Uh, my next waffly one. I have Edge. Versus either Chris Jericho or CM Punk. Okay. But like CM Punk when he first joined AEW and he liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, both of them last year is yeah. what I want. <laughs> and here's the thing is I didn't even I didn't even book CM Punk in a match because yeah. even in my wildest fantasies I couldn't convince him to do it. <laughs> even when I was in control of him. I couldn't convince him to do it. Um, I've only got my two main events left. Okay. Uh, so a couple of that I have, um, and I actually need some help uh, with them. Um, so my main event, I want to do Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega. Okay. Um, which is kind of a, like a revenge yeah. unfinished business on the other side of it. Right, right, right. From AEW. Um and then I also want to do uh, John Moxley versus Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns in a triple threat match. I just want mm. to put it to rest who the best member of the Shield was. Mm. Um, I think. I've, I, why are you giving me that look? No, that's a good, a yeah. good look. It's a good look. It's a good look. It's a good. St- it's a good story. I mean, it just works, and especially because all three of those guys are totally different mm-hmm. than they used to be. I didn't go as far. My first uh, main event is John Moxley versus Roman Reigns. I didn't think to go okay. all the way to the shield, but I do think that those are the two that have obviously come out as the dominant two yeah. of the three. There, if you have, if you did a champion versus champion, which yeah. is probably more what you would do with this kind of pay per view, mm-hmm. um, those are the guys you'd want in walking in champion, Absolutely. representing your company. Absolutely. I got one more. Okay, give me your one more, and then I have a few questions. Okay. So my last one, and this is probably the one I want to see the absolute most, is AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega. Okay. I think both of them have a style so, 
unique that the fact that they have only had one match together ever is a tragedy. And that happened way back in 2006 at PCW's Back to School Bash. Wow. Yeah. And Kenny Omega came out on top on that one, I believe. Yeah. Which means AJ Styles needs to... Needs to get his win. Needs to get his win. <laughs> like there's yeah. a, there's a, just a, a storyline that could be built around that. That you yeah. know we only ever had that one chance, long before we made it. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to see. So, that. so I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, who fights Brock Lesnar? Because <clears throat> you have to have a Brock Lesnar match, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And, like, uh, is it Wardlow? Ward, yeah, Wardlow was the first person to come to my mind. But I don't feel like that would be very entertaining. That's just not enough heat. There's just not right. enough heat on Wardlow. Right. Um, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> just, Brock has no understanding of what this is. He just does not get it. It's like, I don't, I do not understand you, man. What are you, What? He's wearing a jean jacket. Why are we playing the cranberries right now? Um, is he still coming out to the cranberries, or is he coming out to something else? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. So I um, I, I don't know. Maybe a Samoa Joe. That would be a great match. Yeah, if you could get enough sure. heat on Samoa Joe, I think yeah. I think that would be a fun match. Uh, for sure. Um, or yeah. <laughs> um, now who? Uh, who produces this pay-per-view? Because it can't be an AEW guy or a WWE guy. And I have some thoughts. Yeah, I have I have not prepared for that question, so you give me your thoughts. So I think that um, it should be a writer's room uh, that um, involves, uh, let's say, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Mark Calloway, and it's all headed by uh, by Mick Foley. Because I don't think any of the three of them actually care about making one or the other look better. Hmm. Um, Mick Foley has always, has since day one, been praising everybody in AEW. Yeah. Um, I would also throw Eric Bischoff in there. I think Eric Bischoff could put together, could help produce a very, very good pay-per-view. Maybe um, Paul Heyman? And Paul Heyman. I know I think Paul, Paul Heyman is still in actively WWE, yeah. but... And, and that's part of the problem. He also really cares more about the business than he does yeah. specifically WWE. He cares about making money. Um, and I, th- I think that, that, that Tony Khan and Triple H could not agree on anything. Agree. Yeah. I don't I think they would agree on anything. Um, you know, oh, you're winning too many matches. Oh, you know, you your guys are getting too many spots. And I, I don't I don't I, I think it's just gonna turn into another Montreal screw job. And and of just, course we need Vince Russo. And Vince Russo. <laughs> uh, who who recently um talked about Working for apparently, uh, yeah, USA. Apparently, bro, he worked for USA. Bro, I was making so much money, bro. You can't even imagine. <laughs> he literally said that. Why does Vince Russo talk like that? Why does Vince Russo talk? Why is, why is he there? <laughs> um, I don't get it. I also think that there would be it could be a, a chance for some really fun stuff 
in this pay-per-view. Yeah. And one thing that I really had was a Survivor Series style match to get kind of all of the guys you you missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly who all would be in it, but I do know that at the very end, there's one versus one. Um, and for the sake of it, we'll just say Dolph Ziggler and uh, uh, Lance Archer are in the ring together okay. at the very end. There, they're both so lone survivors of their team. And then all of a sudden, uh, like the lights go out, they come back on, something happens, and suddenly uh, Will Osprey is in the ring, and everybody's deciding. Like everybody's trying to figure out what he's gonna do, and then he just kicks one of them in the head, and that's how he joins one of the companies. <laughs> or there's like a betrayal, and that's how they switch conscious. That's how they like swap wrestlers. Wow, I think interesting. that interesting stuff is some is some uh, as 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 our good boy Vince Russo would call it, crash booking. <laughs> But see, it's always fun to do this kind of stuff, especially now that we have this this big rivalry of the two companies that are kind of on not even footing, but at least relatively same popularity level yeah. right now, which I don't remember getting to do since 2000, 2001, before WCW got bought. Yeah. Because back then, I remember even buying a magazine that was listing all the same thing we're doing, listing yeah. all these... You know, impossible will never happen matches. And it had like The Rock versus Hulk Hogan in there. It had Stone Cold versus Goldberg. It had yeah. all these things that most of which did eventually come to happen. Yeah. And so to say like never say never and like this is impossible and it won't happen, I you know, I'm I'm very cautious in doing that now. Yeah. Because we we said that back then. And now I, it might happen. I personally think that an entire Forbidden Door pay-per-view is a little out of the question right now. Mm-hmm. What I do think, though, is um, somebody in WWE calling somebody in AEW and saying, listen, we've got this pay-per-view. You might have heard of it. It's called Survivor Series. You let us borrow five dudes. We promise not to not to make them look weak. We promise not to like mess them up, or you know, we promise to be fair. We're gonna do one Survivor Series match every like six years, and do like an invasion kind of thing. I think I think that's very simple. Yeah, and I think that all of the wrestlers would be very the wrestlers would be very into that idea. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we could have just that kind of relationship professional business relationship and that might require them to stop competing during pay-per-view times <laughs> just, just let, stop <clears throat> booking your pay-per-views during their pay-per-views right. just let them have their time just let them do it <laughs> um I, and i really do think it comes down to if both of them <clears throat> would actually honestly if both of them just cared about making enormous amounts of money oh god really all it is imagine Imagine if this wasn't on, even if they like, we're not even going to put it on Peacock. This is going to be an actual pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to buy it. Millions, millions will be coming in for that to see, even if it's just that one match. Yeah. People will be buying it for sure. You know, and yeah, I I think you're right. Um, And 
you know, hopefully someday uh, Triple H and Tony Khan decide they'd rather make money than have pride mm-hmm. um, because of the two sins, money and greed is more fun. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, you can't spend pride. Um, you can't buy a Ferrari with pride. <laughs> well, when we come back, we're talking about our favorite major title belts, so keep it here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So personally, I kind of struggle with saying no to things in general. If I'm asked to do something, I feel like I have to do it. Like, I feel really compulsory vibes that I'm letting someone down if I don't say yes when I'm asked. And this has made my life very full but it's also made my life very draining. And in the professional nerd ministry world, uh, I especially feel this sometimes. And if a con asks me, specifically for faith and fandom, to come be present at their show, I want to show up. And recently a show asked me to come be a guest And I really wanted to do it, but it was the day after I had already been booked to DJ an event in the other direction. And I did the math today, and if I said yes, I would drive an hour and a half in one direction, DJ an event, late that night, drive home, and then leave at 5.30 in the morning to go set up at another show. And... I just realized that if I did that, I would be doing damage to everything else I was doing because I wouldn't be able to give it my best. And it reminded me of this situation in Nehemiah chapter 6 where Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall and people kept trying to distract him for their own various reasons. 6 verse 2 says, Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together in Hakafram in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do me harm. And I sent messages to them saying, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? And sometimes I think we miss the fact that God's given us things to do right where we are and that every opportunity isn't a great opportunity. Sometimes opportunities are distractions from the great thing we've already been given. So I would just encourage you, Don't say yes to everything. Actually weigh it out and see if it's where you're supposed to be heading, if it's what God has intended for you, because it's okay to say no. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where our two words this week are major titles. We're talking about the big belts, the brass rings, so to speak. The 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 tippy top of the mountain. <laughs> the tippiest of tip tops. The, the cherry right there. <laughs> the thing we always wanted to be. Um, I mean, obviously, major titles are the draw to get people like to push people. Um, they are the dream of every young wrestler to be that major champion. I mean, I mean, there's no wrestler alive that didn't want to be WWF champion. Right. Like that was, yeah, that was the goal. Now, I mean, they get into the business and things change. I, I get that. But like, that was the thing. Um, and so let's just jump right into it. Uh, what is your favorite major title, and why is it the World Heavyweight Champion? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's the big gold, the World Heavyweight Championship title. Why is that? <laughs> I mean, like, real. I'm legitimately asking because I because I agree with you. I love that yeah. belt. That belt is the most beautiful belt. Well, I mean, that's first <laughs> of all. Yeah, looks is the the big draw initially. It's 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 huge without looking or feeling cumbersome. It has this almost royal re- regality to it, yeah. and it also has such a strong history. It was the number one title in NWA, it was the number one title in WCW, and it was one of the number one titles in WWE for a brief period of time, too. There have been dozens and dozens of you know marquee topping champions that have that held this title throughout its entire tenure like it's it just comes with this this legacy attached to it that just feels bigger than any of the other titles i get that I mean, and it's i think legacy really does kind of fit it because of of every belt that has been uh, grabbed by WWE, yeah. Because not all of these belts started in WWE. Right. Um, this is the belt that's never changed, right? In forty years, that belt did not change. The biggest change to it was just the logo at the top. Yeah, that was embossed so that you couldn't even tell, really. Yeah, because there was so much. It was <clears throat> it was such. A, but also, to me, it was. Like it was the working man's major title. Yeah. You know, like, like that champion was still working to prove himself as, as the best. It also really felt like along those lines, like this was the legitimate wrestling belt. Yeah. Especially as other belts, like I think, I think at the same time, WWE had changed the WWE championship to the spinner belt for a brief period. Actually, for a far too long a period, <laughs> like it just felt. Why like, does everybody hate the spinner? That belt? one felt like a toy, while this one felt like the real championship. Okay, like someone had to earn this, and this was given away in a happy meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have some fun. Um. Yeah, it, it, and I think that you know, obviously the name, the big name associated with World Heavyweight Champion is Ric Flair. Um, you know, being a 16 time world heavyweight champion, like that title was 16 times. And that's, that's pretty amazing. But I also look at like undertaker, like I associate that belt with undertaker a lot more than I associate the WWF title. Really? Cause I don't 
How many times was he WWF champion? Oh, quite a lot. I feel like. I feel like I have to look that up. Or you All look right. it up. You've got a computer. How many times was... But and I, and I think also because like he was on SmackDown for that for a huge period of time. Oh, maybe not. Only seven times. Seven time champion. Okay. But I don't know which belt. Why are you not looking at Wikipedia? I don't. Because Wikipedia wasn't the first thing that popped up. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just, like, there's always like a hand. Hey, it's right there. Um. You know he was on SmackDown for so long, and then like that belt really exemplified SmackDown. Um, and so guy, I mean, All right, he was world heavyweight champion three times. Okay. WWF slash WWE champion four times. Okay. So yeah, about the same. Pretty cool. So I get it. Um, you know, I mean, one of my favorite undertaker WrestleMania matches is him and edge for the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Forget about that. Man. I mean, that was yeah. a good match. Um, you know, you almost didn't have to work to make that title look good. Like that title really made you look yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're all in agreement there. Uh, is there a bad major title? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, let's say this because we're talking about this. What, well, what would you say is a bad major title? <laughs> I hate the WWE Universal Championship title. Fair I enough. Hate, I've hated it since Fair it enough. was red. I hated that it's blue. I hate that that's what we got to replace the World Heavyweight Championship title a few years later when they decided, you know what, we do need two belts after yeah. all. You that made just me that so back. mad. Right. We're just going to clone our normal title and change the strap color. Blah. They're ugly. I still, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. They don't look terrible. But they are just the big logo of the company. That's not what you want with a prestigious title. The title has historically... That doesn't help the title. Right. Historically, it's been something that almost... It almost has the appearance that it exceeds the company itself, but it is like a pro wrestling thing for the whole world, not just yeah. this. Just, just us. It's just for us. Like... <clears throat> It's the same thing as us putting two two words on our title belt back here that we have. Yeah. This one was made just between you and me. It's never going to have a legacy that goes <laughs> beyond that. But that's not what you want for a wrestling company. <laughs> you want to have a feel of a legacy to it. And this, the designs have taken that legacy out, but making the colored red, especially the red one, the red belt just made it worse. Blue looks a little bit better. I, I definitely think the blue looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, you talk about, you hate the, the spinner belt. I didn't hate it. It was just, it was good for John Cena. It was great on John Cena. Yes. It should have ended a lot sooner than it did. I don't know if they just had that plan in mind of we're going to have it on John Cena most of the time that we have <laughs> this or not. But, like, once it got to Edge, he shouldn't have just put his rated R symbol on the inside. He should just, just change it back. Just change it back. Just make it Just make an idea. <laughs> Edge um, with a spinner belt, a spangly diamond-encrusted spinner belt just didn't yeah, look right. That little rated R logo. <laughs> um, uh, who is your 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 least favorite minor or major champion? Your least favorite? Okay. Yeah, give me your least favorite. So there are cases to be made for Sid, for Big Show, for Batista, for Jeff Hardy, for Iron Sheik, okay. Vince McMahon, 
Uh, I almost put Jinder Mahal on that little list there, but he was actually a decent heel champion. Yeah. Even if nobody wanted him in the title picture back then, because the only reason he was in there was to increase popularity in the Indian market. But the same thing happened with the great Kali. He... I have completely wiped my memory (laughs) of the great Kali. He won the title in a battle royal... And was used very little as champion, despite being billed as the monster heel on SmackDown. And then he quickly dropped the title to Mark Henry on free TV later that year, just before Jinder Mahal saw his big push. So we've only seen Kali a handful of times since then. It was a pointless... Okay, Jinder Mahal winning was pointless, but at least he was a good champion. Yeah. Good heel champion. Great Khali winning before that was pointless, and he's a terrible person on the mic, and he's yeah. not that entertaining to watch as a wrestler. It's It never should have happened. Never should have happened. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, where do we stand on David Arquette being World Heavyweight Champion? <laughs> I am. I have mixed feelings. I feel like I do too because I feel like <laughs> I I want it to be a bad choice, right? But at the same time, I was very entertained by it when it happened, <laughs> and I loved Ready to Rumble, and so that made it even more so of an entertaining thing. I and, a lot of, and a lot of people want to blame that on the fall of WCW, which I've, I've talked about my thoughts on why WCW actually fell, but um, I, I, no. Of everybody that they were bringing in, David Arquette, like, that just made a lot of sense. Yeah, and he, the dude actually, like, put in the work. Yeah. Like, he did really wrestle. He's it's, still putting in the work. And he's, yeah, and did that documentary and everything. Like, it yeah. was all good. All good. I even liked that they brought in that weird three-tiered Hell in the Cell kind of thing from the movie. That would <laughs> That was so much fun, right? <laughs> Like, I, I don't, looking back on it, like, at the time, maybe it was, for a lot of people, it was like, you know, this is ruining the sport. Yeah. Uh, or ruining WCW. But, like, looking back on it, like, it, it was it was their attempt to do something fun, to promote the movie, is better than putting freaking RoboCop in there. Like, wow. this this at least had a storyline you could build. And, and, yeah. and y'all, y'all just, y'all just know this. And, and there's no way of proving it, but y'all know this, that if the movie had been made as a WWE picture, uh-huh. um, Oliver Platt would have been WWF champion. <laughs> they would have made Oliver Platt WWF You know they would have. You know they would have. Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that, my friends, would have been just the absolute worst thing Uh that's ever happened. Um, uh, so who's your who's your favorite major champion? So was Undertaker your favorite? Was that yours? I th- <sighs> like, did you give yours already? Honestly, I think that if I have a favorite major champion, somebody who does the most for that championship, uh, I think it's John Cena. Really? Okay. I really do. I think that... John Cena is such a good major champion that when he's a minor champion, it makes no freaking sense. Right. It just fits funny. It's like putting on like underwear from too many years ago. Right. You're just like, and they still fit, <laughs> but, it, right. but but it's not. 
<laughs> yeah, it it never it never doesn't make sense to have him as champion. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, and and you know, as much as I hated that they did uh, the Rock and Cena two, um, having that as a WWE championship match was a good. Oh yeah, that was a good. That was a good call. Yeah, it was good. Um, I also really love Triple H. As a WWF, WWF so, champion? So let me jump in there then, because okay. that's mine. Triple H, I think, is the best major champion. And initially, I started looking at this through the World Championship, uh, World Heavyweight Championship lens. Yeah. Because uh, like he wasn't as popular as Stone Cold or The Rock. Like He was up there, but he wasn't in that top, top, top tier, the, the, the god tier yeah. at that time. But when he held the title as a top heel, he commanded respect prove that he was dominant he was the first person in wwe to hold the big gold belt when it moved over like okay. he was the initial champion of the wwe version of that <clears throat> and he held it for 280 days as the most dastardly version of his heel character i think ever uh, and i think this is arguably his best title run like reign ever um he held it more than or he held it four times Spending a total of uh, 616 days as the World Heavyweight Championship champion. Uh, and then he held 14 championships overall, major championships overall in his run. Like, again, he, he kind of has that workhorse feel like The Undertaker yeah. had. as like he's one of the backbones of the company Yeah, uh, in that role. But, I mean... Triple H has played such a big role, I guess, in every level of WWE since yeah. I started watching. And I think I think the thing that makes me love Triple H as a champion, um, maybe not his most recent WWE championship run, uh, <laughs> where he did that feud with Roman Reigns, but right. you know, when he held it, it was real heat. Yeah. Like it was really you felt like it was really earned. Like you put the you put the belt on the rock because the rock is over as all get out. You right. put the rock you put the belt on Stone Cold because he was over as all get out. Like John Cena the same way. Like everybody loves John Cena, so it makes no sense not to make him major champion. But like Triple H, when he <laughs> held the championship, it's just like this means something. <laughs> and and it brought a level of 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 authenticity i think to it it's like what they're trying to do with roman reigns right now and, and it's kind of succeeding with every now and then there being a hiccup saying yeah. like well like with that match with ko where they couldn't unlock the handcuff yeah yeah <laughs> it really took you out yeah, of that moment that. for a second but like they're, they're trying to make that you know him feel unbeatable and dominant or whatever like he earned the spot which you know I think he's done phenomenal since he's come back as a yeah. But Triple H always felt like he earned it. Even when he cheated to get it, it felt like he deserved it. Yeah. Because, gosh darn, he's entertaining uh, as a heel and as the few times that he's been a face. It's usually with DX in the later runs with yeah. Shawn Michaels. Those have been fun, too. But the dude is just phenomenal in everything that he does and has hardly had... Uh, a bad match in the last decade of his yeah. wrestling career. A bad, meaningful match. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, well, uh, that that's kind of the end of our major discussion. Um, let us know what you guys think. If you have a, a favorite uh, major champion that we didn't that we overlooked, uh, holler at us at any of our socials at two words LTN um, and let us know. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe or 
retweet us or whatever you do out there in the in the social sphere. Friendster, hit us up on Friendster. Friendster. Oh, hit us up on Friendster. MySpace. Uh, you know, there was a there's that um there's that trend going around. It's show your teenage dirtbag. Oh yeah. Photos. I almost and, made one. And, and somebody like, nah. said something. Somebody posted something. Was like my teenage dirtbag photos are all locked on MySpace. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not happening. But well, that's our show. We hope Hold you wouldn't. Oh, we have some announcements. One announcement. Okay, so LTN Con is coming up. It's very quick from now. It's like six weeks away. In New Albany, Indiana, go to ltncon.info, and I will be there with the two words title belt for you to take a photo, holding, and post all over our social medias. So I hate every word you just said. <laughs> Why? It just makes me just that your champion makes me want to vomit. <laughs> What's great about it is that we ha- we've gone down to just doing the four major pay per views. So when I win it. It's or retain months. it. I get yeah. to keep it for several months. <laughs> um, just don't lose it like Chris Jericho did. Please. I will not lose it. I'm bringing so, both this and the back row championship title belt, of which I hold both right do now. Do it up. Do it I'm, up. I'm Maddie Two Belts at the moment. Make it happen. So we want to see you guys wearing these belts as well. So if you're coming to LTN Con or if you've been on the fence about it and this is what's going to push you over, LTNCon.info. You can register there and see all the schedule now. How many people are on the <laughs> fence and are like, well, the Two Words Podcast belt's going to be there? You don't know, man. Heck maybe yeah. they just maybe they got a pro and cons list that is just Shoot yeah, baby. completely even and they even. needed that one kick to get you over to the other side. Well, hopefully it's a super <laughs> kick. Well, that's our show. We thank you for joining us and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for more wrestling fun. But until then, my name's John, his name's Matt, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Goodbye.